Salutations, listeners. My name is Amanda Starling, and you're listening to Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. It's October at last, which means two things, Halloween and The Fest. In case you live in Normieville, USA, The Fest is an annual punk rock family reunion in Gainesville that brings together some of the best in emo, punk, indie, folk punk, and a slew of other styles of music for three days of tunes and booze. Entering its 15th year, the fest has become a staple of my own life for the past four years. I look more forward to fest than I do my own birthday or any major holidays. I'm looking at you, St. Nick. Give me punk rock and we'll talk. Since it feels like summer in October, I'm ready to talk all things the fest with you. And of course, some tidbits on feminism. This angry girl music episode is the festisode which means not only a list of must-see bands at Fest, but a special Fest guest. First up, an interview with a dear friend of mine, the talented and incredibly sweet Sarah Blumenthal. Sarah is a co-founder of a music label called Self-Aware Records, established in 2009, and a member of one of my favorite bands, All Right. And she just put out an EP this summer on Tiny Engines with her other band, Faye. Sarah was able to take some time to chat with me about her incredible music projects and, of course, our favorite parts of the fest. Before we hear from her, let's listen to Cold Feet off of All Right's self-titled EP. I don't know you.
Hey, listeners, for Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion, this is Amanda here introducing the lovely Sarah Blumenthal, who is speaking with us today. Uh, Sarah is involved in a number of really cool projects, including All Right and Faye, and a record label, also Self-Aware Records. Welcome, Sarah. Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Anytime. I'm really excited to chat with you. It's been kind of one thing that's building up for a while. I was so excited when I first listened to your music last year before Fest. <laughs> I made it on a list of mine that I wrote for a blog piece of bands I was excited to hear. And I know, it was super up. flattering too. <laughs> yeah. And meeting you was even better. You know, um, you were one of the first bands I actually went up and introduced myself to. And the enthusiasm I felt like was so cool. So it was so amazing. Probably one of my favorite memories of Fest last year was actually meeting you. So oh, the feeling is mutual. <laughs> so um, let's get into it. So tell me, Sarah, what first drew you into, you know, playing music, writing music, being involved in all that? Uh, that's like, that's such a crazy in-depth question. Um, I guess I didn't start, well, I started playing music younger, um, in elementary school, I was in band, um, and up through high school and always like involved in the scene around here. We were really lucky to have a really good all ages scene when I was in high school. Um, a lot of bands and a lot of venues that were all ages. So that was really nice. Um, Josh and I started self-aware records in 2009 and that was the first of the projects that came up. Um, it actually started as a zine in 2008 or 2007 um, and then kind of transformed into the record label. And that's been going for a few years now. And then All Right started in 2014. And that was uh, born kind of of uh, me just being in a really weird place in my life and feeling like I wasn't really sure where I was supposed to go. And I'd already uh, wanted to start a band or play music and um, Josh was really encouraging at that point and was like, Hey, let's just do this. Like quit talking about it. Let's do it. Um, so we kind of roped in some friends and just got it off the ground. And Faye came along a couple years after that. So actually one year. So we started in 2015. That's so cool. I really find it amazing that, you know, the, I didn't know much about the origins of self-aware and to find out that kind of came first and started off in a zine. That's incredible to me to see where it's come to. You guys have a really great distro selection too that I've flipped through and you put out some music by a number of bands as well, right? Yeah, we definitely have. And a lot of bands that, um, you know, I really respect and have been like a big impact on me. And it's been really cool. The coolest thing about the label really is just like every band that we put out, we become really good friends with them. And that's been so awesome. Um, a lot of the bands are just like really supportive of us. And honestly, like it feels like they give more to us than we give to them, which is like the coolest. Yeah. And you're based out of the North Carolina scene, right? We are. Yeah. We're in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we work with a lot of uh, bands in North and South Carolina. And then for some reason, a lot of Philly bands too. Um, the first LP we actually put out was by a band called Band Name from Philly. Um, and we're still really good friends with them. And that kind of got us connected with everybody up there. And we kind of can't let it go. That's amazing. And it's kind of cool how like the music scene has really worked to kind of connect people and bring them together and get you on some really great shows. You've played with bands like Slingshot Dakota, Lemuria, Screaming Females. What yeah. has it been like for you to kind of have your band transform? I mean, you said All Right's been around since 2014. That's only two years and you've already booked these kind of shows. Yeah, we've been real lucky 
Um, our first show we actually played with Dave House, which was wow. like unreal. And that was so it was so terrifying for so many reasons for me. Um, I I was so scared to play in front of people to begin with, and then for it to be with somebody that's been like a huge influence on me um, musically was just like nuts. Um, but that was cool. Yeah, I guess uh, you know playing with Slingshot Dakota, they're two of my favorite people. Like so amazing. I can't think of anybody that I would rather play with than them. Um, they're just so great. And yeah, Lemuria and Screaming Females. Uh, Screaming Females was actually this year. And so I'd been playing for a little bit already and I haven't been so nervous for a show um, in a long time. But Marissa is just such an amazing, amazing musician. I'm so like intimidated and in awe of her that like, I just, I um, mean, keeping it together was like, almost not possible. <laughs> I don't blame you. I've seen them play and it was just one of the most astonishing shows I've been to, you know, and being surrounded by that has got to be really motivating for you. I mean, you mentioned how Josh kind of helped push you to, you know, start playing and get all right going, but what's kept you motivated to keep writing, keep practicing, keep playing these shows? Honestly, it's like one of the only things I feel really passionate about is music and um, you know, I have like a job and other things that I kind of have to do and, you know, are necessary, but, you know, music is really what makes me happy. And I know I'm not like the most amazing musician or the best at my art, but um, it's really fulfilling. And it's really like, uh, it's hard to explain, I guess, like everybody has, you know, something that you just like, you know, I, I can be in the worst mood, but I go to band practice and I'm like, I don't want to go and this is going to suck. But then it's always like the most uplifting thing. And afterwards, I just feel like amazing. Um, and yeah, just having a guitar strapped to my body makes me really, really happy. That's so cool. And it's such an important feeling to kind of foster, especially when you're being creative. It really shows in your music, too. I remember the first time I listened to the All Right song, Mixed Signals, and I was just blown <laughs> away. I think I listened to it on repeat for a number of weeks because I loved it so much. <laughs>
actually that entire EP, like I always like, it's my go-to now. Uh, I really enjoy it. So thank you. You're welcome. What was it like for you to kind of start writing that and putting it together? It was, uh, I mean, it was weird. Um, you know, we recorded a cassette first and those few songs, um, I've always written a lot and I kind of pulled a lot from like older stuff I'd written and um, pieced it together that way. And we kind of worked on those songs a little bit more and like got them in the right place. And then the EP came together really fast for us. Um, and Mixed Signals is so funny because I always like felt bad about that song because I'm like making Josh sing a song about me being mad at him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I asked him one time, I was like, does this like bother you? Cause like I got mad at you once and wrote this song. <laughs> and he's like, what? I didn't even know. And he's like completely unaware of what's going on. But um, yeah, yeah, that's like me. Mostly I get like mad and then write a song about it. Um, and there, there it goes. That's really cool that you guys have that chemistry. I mean, even if you didn't know, it's for him to be like, oh, okay, well, we're going to play this song and we're going to, you know, put it on an EP. I think that's amazing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's complicated sometimes um, being in a band and then having our relationship on the side of that, kind of navigating those um, kind of avenues with it. But it works out pretty well. I feel pretty lucky that, like, we're even able to do that because I know so many people who, like, could never, ever be in a band with someone they're dating or married to. Um, but that chemistry really shows though. I mean, you have it with, you know, obviously everybody who plays with you, but I think it's really great that you were able to kind of take that and you're playing in the shows, obviously in your local scene, but you got to do it at fest too. What was it like playing fest? Oh my God. That was so unreal. That was like the most amazing thing when I like, uh, found out that, you know, Tony offered us to play. Um, I think I probably bounced all over the house. I was like freaking out, but, um, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, really nerve wracking and I was so pumped to play on the uh, lineup that we played on last year. Like if there was, uh, I told them, you know, before they released this schedule, I was like, there's one band we want to play with. I really want to play with hiccup. Um, cause unlovables, uh, were unlovables were like one of the biggest influences on me. That was like the first band that I was like, Hey, I can do that. I can do that too. And I knew they were kind of defunct. At that point, I didn't know that they were actually playing best, which was like insane. Um, But I kind of had a feeling Hiccup had been getting some traction. And um, I know Fest likes to pull up the bands that are kind of up and comers or newer, kind of fresh stuff. Um, So I was really, really, really hoping that we were going to get to play with them. And we did. Um, And then also Looming uh, Mm -hmm. was amazing. I'd actually never heard them before Fest and they blew me away. Um, And then Carb on Carb, Um, boys like so many other awesome bands on that lineup it was just it was like humbling to like be like in the presence of greatness for the best way I could say it that's like the best reaction that you could have coming out of fest too because I know I kept circling back to Palomino that day because there were so many great bands that were playing and you know I think I would say for that day you guys and boys are probably some of my top favorites just because there's this really great energy that was coming from that lineup so yeah, boys totally killed it. They were amazing. <laughs> I know. I'm so psyched that you're both going to be back this year, too. I know. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I was like, it's like the same thing. And I guess, like, I don't know at what point your band stops feeling this way. And I'm like, are they going to let us come back? Like, can we do it again? Is it going to be possible? And then, like, yes. Yes. Best day ever. 
Yeah, it's so exciting. I'm sure to like, you know, know that you get to go back to that not only as a fan of music, but somebody who gets to play it too. What was like your favorite part? Um, I know you mentioned that the lineup that you got to play in was, you know, phenomenal, but what was your favorite part of like experiencing fast playing or otherwise? Um, man, I don't, I don't know. It's also like, everything is so just like a high value to me. Like playing fast is just like this high as you can get for me. I don't think there's anything better than that. Um, but like fest for me is like such a, uh, profound experience and this will be, um, our seventh year. Wow. Going to fest. And it's so funny because the first year I didn't even want to go. Um, and I got talked into it. And so I was like, I don't want to drive all the way to Florida to see a bunch of stupid bands. I could see them anywhere. Um, but I went and it was just so unreal. And that first year, just like, I don't think I like ate, I barely slept. Like we were running around venue to venue, like as fast as we could. And then they had, um, they still had a bunch of like house shows and warehouse shows that year. Um, and it was so, so awesome. And, you know, it's evolved a little bit every year and it gets a little bit different. And really now it's more of just like, I get to see all my friends in one place. And that's really the best part of Fest. I get to see everybody and I get to hug them or eat with them or have a drink with them or like scream along to a band with them. And like, you can't beat that. You never get that anywhere else. It's so true. It's like probably my, one of my favorite communities I think I've really explored as far as music goes. I mean, you have your local scene, but it feels like Fest is like that giant family reunion and it's even better and you get to see those friends that it's been a year since you've seen, or, you know, you get to share those kind of special moments of that you can only experience once in your life during that set. So yeah, things are, it's fast. It's like a little incubator. Like it's not like the real world and it's, it's like the best thing. And then the like week after fest is like the worst week ever. When you're just like, I don't want to go back to work. Like I hate this crap. And like, I find this one thing that I love doing. And then I just get like ripped away from it. But yeah. Oh yeah, I kind of have a post-fest depression usually from, you know, the friends who go home or the fact that you're not seeing shows. Or sometimes it's crazy because I'm still in Florida. There are a number of bands that will book additional shows in Florida. So I try to see them and that's when I get, you know, fest aids finally catch up <laughs> to me because yeah. I've been seeing music for almost two weeks at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. I'm usually pretty much like dead by Sunday anyways. So I probably need to stop. That one year that they did four days for Fest um, just about killed me, I think. I don't know how people do pre-Fest and Fest. Uh, it's it's a marathon, let me tell you. you <laughs> yeah, have I to, believe it. <laughs> you have to start slow and work your way into it, basically. And then by Saturday, you're kind of dead, but it's okay. I feel like it's already like this huge thing I have to like start like a couple weeks ahead of time I'm like okay I gotta start like taking vitamins I gotta start taking airborne I gotta start like all these like regimens <laughs> so that I can be in like tip-top shape so that I can just like poison myself with shitty beer and no sleep and like garbage food and then okay. hope I don't die <laughs> that's usually how it goes for sure that I knew I do the same thing what is in your kind of se- like best survival guide or best survival kit Oh man. Um, so I found a couple years ago, these things called coldies and mm-hmm. they're like little dissolvable tabs and they're mostly zinc. And I swear to God, they like save my life. Like, I don't know how I ever lived without them. <laughs> but like, as soon as I start feeling sick, I like take one of those. I'll take like four or five a day. It doesn't matter. Anytime I start like feeling that downhill, I take them. Uh, yeah, those are essential and water. Oh my gosh. 
please drink water. Don't make that mistake. Maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know, <laughs> but I can't hang anymore. No, I have to do it too. It's like, I, it's either if I'm drinking, I have to absolutely drink water in between, but it can get so brutally hot. One year it was like freezing cold. And then the other year, at least it was freezing by my Florida blood standard. <laughs> and uh, the other year it was blistering hot. So it's like, you kind of have to find that balance every yeah. year. I think that one year that it was so cold, I didn't even bring any like long sleeves or jeans with me. Oh no. Like so uncharacteristic of me. Cause I'm like basically a boy scout and I like overpack <laughs> and I'm like, always the one that like I've got if something needs it I got it like I have everything but I didn't and I had to like buy a hoodie and like all this stuff not that I'm complaining because any excuse to buy anything I'm down but yeah that was a that was a weird year yeah it definitely was I mean I think that might have been like best 13 or something was the really cold year or something but you know it's always fun to like pick up the merch from either fest or like the bands themselves and it kind of brings you that band back home with you yeah Uh, it's it's so much fun what are some of the bands that you're really excited about seeing this year oh man this year I'm so excited that like a lot of my friends bands are playing um so Museum Mouth Amanda X um Totally Slow Late Bloomer Old Flings' last show is like a definite like do not miss it Mm -hmm. I don't know um if anyone is into them or not into them you should definitely check them out um yeah, it's going to be a gnarly show. I can't wait for that. Wow, um, that'll be awesome. Yeah. Uh, Slingshot Dakota, um, Unlovables, again, I'm so pumped. There's so many bands that like I can't even keep it in track. If there wasn't the Fest app, I would just be a mess all the time. I live for that app, honestly. Yeah. It, it, even if like, you know, I'm at that point in the night where I've been partying a little bit, I can just like flip on the app. It'll send me like a notification. Hey, you should be at the set. You didn't want to miss it. Remember <laughs> kind of feelings. It's like, oh, thank God for that app. Yeah, I know somebody, it's like our own little personal assistant, like keep <laughs> us on track. It's the punk personal assistant. <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited this year. Uh, my best friend's coming with me. This is her first best. Oh, awesome. Um, so I'm like super pumped for her to just like experience the whole thing. And I kind of want to just like, like lay back and like, kind of like watch her from like 20 feet away and just like follow her around and see what happens. Cause I remember like how exciting it was my first fest. And sometimes I think I get like kind of jaded now or I like take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, yeah, of course I get to do this every year. Like, yeah. obviously. Um, but when it's like, so like new and everything is like bright and shiny and it's like unreal how many bands are all in one place. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a really special thing. Well, since you are kind of, you know, taking your friend to her first fest, what would be your advice for, you know, first fest? What would you do? What, what tips would you provide? What would, what would I do or what should you do? What should you do? <laughs> what I would do is run around and try and see as many bands as possible. But um, that's probably, oh, sorry, my dog's freaking out. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, yeah, what you should do is probably just like, pick out your like most important things and then accept that like everything else might not happen because you never know if it's going to be the year of the lines or like what's going to happen and you you know you miss stuff and that was like so devastating for me my first year like not realizing that like I might not get in places and I might miss bands I might not be able to like hop in right when they're set starting and see them um yeah that's like the biggest thing plan accordingly (laughs) I know I always think I'm like okay is this the big year does this mean I should arrive early at venues or you know I sometimes give myself challenges like last year my challenge and I'm gonna kind of do it 
going forward is try to see as many diverse bands as possible, featuring either women, femmes, LGBT. If there happens to be more bands of color, I want to see it. So, and it's kind of cool because Fest is every year kind of made that a little bit easier. I'm seeing like more and more women as headliners or throughout the entire, you know, lineup, I can scroll through the artist list and see more and more. It's kind of an exciting thing to do. Um, How do you think that translates to their appeal? uh, I think it translates a lot. I mean, um, I can't remember if it was last year or the year before when somebody did that thing where they took all the festival posters and then made it like blink on and off where it would like show all the like bands that were playing and then it would like blink again. It would only show the bands that had like female representation. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's insane. If you haven't seen that, you should go look at it because it's like almost every festival. I mean, there were some festivals that had like zero bands with female representation and there were some that had a few, but Fest was like by far the most female representation. And I feel like even from the very beginning, um, like the first year, I went anyways would be the beginning for me um or really probably even from really early on um I know from like stalking old fest posters (laughs) they've always had bands with female representation and it's such an important thing and even now like as a female in a band it's still like important to see other females or other non-cis males doing that and feeling like it's okay um it was really a big thing for me for a long time to feel like I couldn't be in a band unless I was a keyboard player, not to like hate on keyboard players because there are some amazing shredding keyboard players out there, but no one should ever like feel that limited. And I think that having a lot of women, you know, women playing keyboard and women, you know, just being a vocalist or playing guitar, playing bass, playing drums, like whatever, like it's all there at Fest. Like whatever you want to do, you can find someone like you who's doing it. And that's like really not something you're going to get out of other festivals. Yeah, it's a gorgeous culture to kind of be able to go and immerse yourself in that more and more. And Fest was one of the first places that I actively started to look for it. And I was pleasantly surprised to see that there's so much of that cultivation happening and you know, it's growing and it's amazing to kind of see that. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. So I'm so excited to hear that you feel the same way on all (laughs) that too. Absolutely. And I think it's like you were saying, like, um, last year you tried to see as many bands with, um, females or, um, female identifying or queer members in them. Um, like that's one thing that I did last year too, not as much as like building my schedule around it, but anytime that I had a hole that I just didn't know what to do, Um, I did try and find bands like that and it was easy and that was so amazing. Yeah. You don't find that enough in the music community, particularly in the punk community. It's kind of cool to see it start to rise up, especially in something that is so, uh, so obvious and so big in the punk rock community. I mean, Fest is kind of the pinnacle, if you will, for many of us who really are involved in punk and indie and stuff. So to see it kind of happening in a large space just kind of makes you feel the progress starting to, bubble up even more so yeah totally I think a lot of times like living in the south I think that like uh, you know we have a pretty good scene going on here in Charlotte you know even with all of our North Carolina drama um, to the sorts that we have lately but um, yeah we're like pretty lucky there's 
um, a decent amount going on. I wouldn't say there's a lot, but I kind of always attribute the lack of that that I'm exposed to, to just being in the South and that being hard to come by. Um, but I don't know if that is like more, I'm sure it is more in the Northeast or on the West coast, but I guess I have this illusion that like whatever I experience at best is what everybody else is getting like all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We have friends from all over the country that kind of, you know, there's some pockets of activity and then there's some areas where, you know, you don't get exposed to the bands that tore through a lot. So it kind of becomes for many of my friends, this, you know, finally you get to experience all of the energy that comes with the punk rock community. So it's, yeah. it's kind of cool to get that. And, you know, Florida obviously has their bands that have been born out of here. I mean, obviously stuff like hot water music and against me are kind of like the go-tos that people mention. but to have that kind of activity come to a head and get even bigger during fest, it just, it feels like, Christmas a major holiday at that point I I get more excited (laughs) about fest than I do about my birthday about the holiday season I mean the fact that totally goes with Halloween just makes it even better so (laughs) it's just it's amazing to kind of have that come together and see everybody different friends and bands and how they've grown and changed and what they're going to do next so speaking of which uh what's what's coming up for you as far as shows new music where do you kind of want to see your projects go? Um, well, both bands are actually working on writing LPs right now. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's taken a while um, for All Right since we put out that seven inch. Um, we kind of, we had a drummer change and then we've had like a bunch of stupid life stuff get in the way, but we're making progress. So hopefully we'll record that in the spring. And then um, Faye is... Uh, well, we're working on it. (laughs) It's like a little slower, um, probably not slower, but a little further behind. Um, but hopefully next year we'll get that together and then maybe our tiny engines parents will want to put it out again. I've got my fingers crossed. I got so excited whenever I found out that tiny engines was putting that out because Oh my gosh, that makes two of us. (laughs) Yeah. They're one of my favorite labels to begin with, but you know, the fact that they were so supportive, I got the, uh, I got the actual email notification from the press list that it was you guys and I freaked out. (laughs) It was just, it's so astounding to see that kind of opportunity to come to people that, you know, I consider you a friend. So it's like, (laughs) for you, I'm so excited. So yeah, it was crazy. Um, We sent it out to a bunch of different labels and um, you know, it's like whenever you send anything out to labels, you don't hear back from most of them. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, Will emailed us back and was like, let's talk about this. Let's like, see if we can work something out. And I was like, whatever you want to do, we can make it work. Like we're in, let's just go for it. I don't know. Whatever you want, we'll do it. So yeah. Well, it's a really great release. I still enjoy listening to it. So I'm excited to hear a full length in the near future. So yeah, thanks. I feel like our sound might change a little bit. Um, we're all kind of getting more comfortable with our instruments in that band. So um, and we had a drummer change there too. Man, drummers. <laughs> Those pesky drummers. No, it, it's still really cool to, you know, even hear sound changes over time is exciting and you can kind of see the evolution of a band. So, yeah, I think sometimes I feel like resistant to like changing our sound or um, becoming like a different kind of band. Um, but I'm trying to get better about that. I know, all right. 
um, I'm getting, I'm not, you know, great at guitar by any means, but I'm getting better. And I noticed like, as I progress that way, like our sound kind of changes a little bit or like the way I want to play changes. Um, and I know Josh and John probably just want to sound more like dinosaur junior anyway. So (laughs) it's probably an okay, uh, move for them towards that. Not that we're necessarily moving that way, but I always try and fight it. Cause I'm like, no, people aren't going to like us. The people that used to like us, they won't like us anymore. Um, but it's probably not true. It'll be all right. No, we <laughs> speaking as somebody who really loves your music, it'll be just fun to hear something new and what you <laughs> kind of, like put, put yourself into. That's really what it comes down to. And it's exciting. And we'll come see us at best. Cause we're playing an almost entirely new set. Oh my gosh, even better. Yes. So we're going to have to make sure everybody go listen to All Right Set during Fest. It's going to be one of the best as far as I'm concerned. And so knowing all that you've told me about, you know, putting out new music and kind of being able to play stuff like Fest more, where would you like to kind of see All Right, Faye, and maybe even Self-Aware be in the next like five years? (laughs) Five years? Yeah. Um still around (laughs) I mean that would be a good great goal for me that's like a joke we always make with the label is that like if we're just still around then we're (laughs) succeeding um so many like small indie labels just kind of fade away and I understand why because it's hard and it's expensive and it's a lot of work and sometimes it's not like appreciated in the way that you feel like it should be um or you feel like you're putting a lot more in than you're getting out but ultimately it's it's really satisfying and if we can just like keep doing it without like going into this insane amount of debt uh that would be let's that's success for us just still being there um all right and Faye yeah I mean in five years I hope we would be touring a little more or having a few more releases I guess like that depends on things we're all we're all old so I don't know about touring all the time, but I'm always ready to quit my job and go on tour. <laughs> so somebody take us and we'll go. Um, but yeah, you know, I kind of looking five years ahead is just, it's so far, you know, five years ago, I didn't know how to play guitar. Um, we'd only put out like a couple of releases on self-aware and thinking about that now, like I never would have thought that I would be playing fast. Like five years ago at Fest, if you were like, hey, you're going to play, I'd be like, you're funny. You're real funny. <laughs> I don't even know how to play anything. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just kind of take it maybe a year at a time is a good outlook for me. I'm not really a plan ahead or kind of just like to wing it. Yeah, I always say five years because I'd like to, there to be like creativity. Like uh, I interviewed one band and like, we want to play on the moon in five years. <laughs> Hey, if, that's a, if that's an option, sign us up. I'm all about that. Anything, I'll, I'll tell them to add you to the lineup. Yeah, we're, we're all in. We're all in. Yeah, I, I just love the answers that some bands give me. And I, <laughs> hey, just existing is exciting enough, honestly. I love it. Please be making more music in five years because <laughs> it's like my realistic goals. I just want like a new van and, and like to be sponsored by Polar Seltzer. That's like one thing Faye has been chasing down. They tweeted back at us like a month ago. So I feel like we're on a good path. Oh gosh, I've got my fingers crossed. Anything you can get would be amazing. <laughs> I see artists all the time doing that and it works. I'm like, 
do I need to do that for my podcast now? Do I need to start making like shout outs to like pop tarts or something? Maybe they'll hook me up. Red Bull, they, they're great with, you know, helping out bands and stuff. I don't know. Somebody help me. Yeah. Anything. We'll take it. Taco Bell. What's up? <laughs> We're not picky. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Sarah, for chatting with me about all of your really awesome projects. Can yeah. you go ahead and plug how we can get to all of your music and yeah, even totally. the self-aware? Um, so All Right is on Bandcamp and Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at All Right NC. Um, Faye is on all of the same at Faye is a band. And Self Aware is on Facebook and Instagram and probably Bandcamp as Self Aware Records and on Twitter as Self Aware NC. Awesome. So everybody go buy music go support get some shirts and some awesome tunes and yeah, we'll be at the fest flea market so we'll make it easy on you oh gosh everybody go go get on that table get everything that you can these are some of the sweetest people and Sarah's <laughs> awesome
It's always such a privilege to speak to artists like Sarah, and I just can't wait to hang out with her among more friends in Gainesville at the end of the month. In the meantime, I've been scouring the Fest radio and jamming to some of my favorites. To keep with our theme of diversity, I'm keeping my list of women, femmes, queer, and other minority groups in the scene. With Fest, it's easy to match your taste palette to a more diverse band. Just name the style, and there's something there. Take hardcore or heavier punk energy. You'll find some of the most ripping guitar riffs and equally tearing lyrics in bands like Gouge Away and War on Women. Both have really redefined what it means to be in a heavy band and destroyed the notion of a boys' club in music. War on Women, in particular, shaped and strengthened my feminist views to the point when I hear songs like Broken Record really reinforce a message of courage and defiance against the patriarchy. But it can't all be rage. In fact, I find myself carried away by playful indie pop punk in the likes of Lemuria, All Right, and Jabber. Catchy, occasionally garagey, but loaded with contagious energy, these bands are really the upbeat spark I constantly turn to as both performers and records. The most alluringly indie and at times slightly twinkly sound is best performed by Kayatana and Katie Ellen. Count on these bands for bouncy, irresistible performances with gorgeous, artful lyrics. As for a more classic punk sound, look no further than Warriors or Reviver. Remember Lauren Denezio of The Measures? They've continued that trend of tearing lyricism matched by the most incredible, enticing guitar riffs I've ever heard in punk. Experiencing Warriors live is an out-of-body experience, not only in energy, but messaging. And like Warriors, Reviver brings in that elevated style of thinking, plus unforgettable gang vocals. Erica Fries and Maddie Jo Canino have dominated as some of the most compelling lyricists in music, in both their sense of rawness and messaging. Garage pop punk never sounded better than Boys or Wet Nurse. Both have really challenged the mere mention of genres, with the elements of smashing drums and thoughtful lyrics blended so beautifully. Don't miss either band set. As I said in my interview with Sarah, I'm all for challenging myself and others to find bands outside of my own and even your own identity. Support the diverse and the DIYers by listening to these voices and take up what I'm calling the Angry Girl Challenge. Tweet me, Facebook message my page, comment on Instagram with what new band has broadened your taste and tunes. I want to hear it all. Even the bands that I missed on my list, who should I be seeing at Fest? I want to hear it from you. So, to set you on the right track of classic punk gang vocals and to dip into some strong feminist sound, let's listen to some Reviver.
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion. I'm always looking for new bands, activists, community leaders, or just fans of music to chat with on the show. Feel free to contact me on Facebook on the page Angry Girl Music of the Indie Rock Persuasion with your ideas or if you want to be on the show. Until next time, stay angry. 